predominantly people in my community um, start their own business. Um, and when I mean by brokers, um, um, I help people get licensed in the area of financial services. And I do um, pretty much the sponsoring as well as uh, for all the state and federal licenses. And um, it, I basically just train one person at a time. So that's really what I love about it because I get to work with each individual, um, get to know them. Um, I really believe that everybody has a talent and um, it's just about bringing that out in somebody, right? Some people just other like social butterflies. There's people that like more like technical stuff and, you know, so um, everybody has a different drive, but I believe like once you kind of bring everyone together, um, you know, that's what team, teamships do for you, you know? You're able to just build and kind of get people to the next level and then you help yourself get to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have some mentors that always tell me that. They're saying, like, if you help someone else's dream come true first, then, then in turn, like, your dream will come true faster for you as well because the more you help, the more the help comes back to you. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely yeah. when it comes to business, if you're really um, trying to build – um, you're never going to build it alone. There's, there's always going to, no matter if you look like a one man person, right? There's always a team behind every amazing thing that happens. And that's really what I'm seeing right now that I'm also in the building phase of my business. I'm helping my, uh, myself build a business while at the same time helping others build theirs. Gotcha. So then do you work with a lot of banks then? Because you, you said you were in financial services. Does that mean you have a lot of ties to like banks all over like the area? So um, necessarily when it comes to banks, um, when it comes to um, helping people get into their first home or possibly um, looking to maybe uh, pay the house off sooner and refinance, not to actually throw someone back into more debt, but actually bettering a situation. So if a, if a person owes maybe you know 25 years on their mortgage and they're trying to maybe pay it off in 20 years, our goal is always to pretty much help somebody get out of debt sooner. So with that, I only work with one lender, which is right now actually the biggest lender pretty much in all of California. Um, I would say um, all of the U.S., which is Quicken Loans. And they're, um, they're obviously the, the department that does all of our home loans is a rocket mortgage. So it's called Rocket Mortgage because the, the, the whole point of the program is to be able to pretty much pay out that debt as quickly as possible versus a conventional loan that you would get out of a conventional bank. Um, most likely you're looking at those really long 30, sometimes even 40 year loans to pay off a property, you know? So right. with us, it's pretty much, um, uh, we pretty much do everything where we do a blueprint um, kind of like when you're building a house, right? You have, you need a yeah. blueprint. So we don't just do like loans. We do the whole blueprint of your financial portfolio and make sure everything runs together. So you're able to, you know, get out of debt, retire, save money, you know, buy the dream house or take the dream vacation. So, but yeah, quick and loans it is. Oh, okay. That's cool. So is there, has there been like any interesting stories that like, I mean, obviously like, especially in businesses, you always hear about, some kind of crazy story happening like with us like i know we've had employees do some not so nice things and so i was curious about it with you because i know you work so uh, hands-on with some people i was wondering if you have any stories that you're just like oh like well this happened and this was well i mean particularly like our when it comes to like our our business um it's a little hard, I guess, because the only way that you can actually get terminated from our business is by doing something unethical. And I always say like companies, it's not that companies not perfect as people are not perfect, right? And I'm sure that 
people make mistakes. But essentially, I, I don't have any like crazy stories, right? Um, when it comes to that, uh, maybe like in the training phase, maybe just someone, you know, not like uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, being maybe successful in the beginning, because, you know, maybe they lack like the people skills. But I mean, actually, to, to even like work with us, we do require an FBI background check. So that is really the way we're we're really able to um, prevent, you know, from that from happening. Um, and ultimately, if they do do something unethical, it's normally not. Um, it's actually the state of California that will terminate your license. So um, that's why. I mean, and I'm pretty sure there's probably been crazy stories, but I have more like. I have stories, but they're not more, mostly on the unethical side. It's just been like crazy stories about clients, mostly clients on the other hand. I would say okay, clients yeah. versus. Yeah, trust me. I, I know, especially with especially when you work with people, so much stuff always goes down. And like, like, and then the more people you bring in, the more it tends to like potentially might happen, it might not happen. So then how'd you get started in this field then with all, with all the financial services and stuff? So basically, the, I've always been interested in, in business. I just didn't know what type of business I wanted to do. But what attracted me to the business is um, pretty much back in 2005. I don't know if you remember, there was like a huge recession where a lot of people were losing homes and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, my parents were actually going through a very um, big financial hardship where they actually thought that they were going to lose the house they had recently purchased. And um, I just remember, you know, kind of looking for guidance. I was in middle school and just kind of going with guidance with my middle school teacher. He was my science teacher. And I said, Hey, you know, I like, I think my parents are about to lose their first home. We've only had the house for a couple of years, but you know, it looks like we got in, they sold my dad a bad loan. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so, and, and during that time, there was a lot of like Hispanics that were taking advantage of, like, it just seems like mm-hmm. everyone bought a house. And within a few years, everybody was like out of a house, you know? Mm-hmm. So pretty much like there we were going. And um, I remember my, my teacher said, Hey, you know what? Um, my brother's a financial planner. And basically what they do is instead of going for a bank for help, because banks normally will sell you a product. If they can't sell you something or profit from something, then they're like, Hey, we can't help you. Like if they can't find a way to uh, make money themselves out of helping you, they're not going to help you just because they want to help you, right? So financial planners, on the other hand, are like the advisors. They kind of look at the bigger picture and say, okay, these are the pieces that we have. This is what we can move around. And this is the plan and let's execute, right? So that's kind of like the difference between a bank and a, and a planner, right? So um so we sat, I sat down with my teacher's brother. He actually came to my house and they built the blueprint for my parents. And they were like, hey, you know, these are some of the options that like um, we would have. And this is kind of like the blueprint. And if we can execute this, there's a chance we're going to save the house. There's a chance that we're going to be able to better your situation. And actually that did happen. And when it happened, it pretty much, it saved the house. It saved our lives. And pretty much they still live in that property today. So instead of my parents becoming a statistic of, of kind of like, you know, just the economy, like mm-hmm. it was kind of like, Hey, like there is a way to figure things out. And that's kind of where my passion for helping people and living through the situation kind of started. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally understand. Like, um, wow. Being in middle school and already thinking about 
like I was amazed because like I remember <clears throat> and me being in middle school and having kind of the same thing where my parents bought a house and but we, they actually lost it though is the is the downfall of it they actually lost it but uh, a couple of years later they ended up getting a better house so I mean it worked out in the end and everything but yeah for sure and oh yeah with that with the crash that's yeah like that's such a sad thing is like people that were buying houses and loans that were way too big and stuff like that i was i'm curious with that like when you said that like you are always interested in business does that mean that you were also starting other businesses or did you know since middle school that that experience that you were like this is it this is my business no so i i've always been in business like my my family pretty much everyone since like my grandma she used to own a restaurant in mexico like one of the really popular restaurants you know and everyone in my family kind of had like their own little business you know my dad he has owned like a plumbing company you know still does so i always knew i wanted to do something so my first initial business off the bat um was um was a, a boutique i wanted to go into the clothing business and i actually still have it i've had it for 10 years now um, I started this pretty much this project like right out of high school, a little bit right out of high school. And um, I, 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 you know, I got a job first, like at a flea market, um, kind of learning the aspects of selling and talking to people and kind of just finding that common ground. Um, and then eventually I was like, hey, you know, I would definitely like to start my own like clothing store. Right. And mm -hmm. and I did that and I have it. It's up and running in East L.A. It's been a little bit over 10 years. It's definitely a community based business where it's affordable to the community. You know, we're, we're seasonal. We carry different stuff. And and I thought it was a good business. Uh, but after a while, I just kind of felt like like I just wanted to do something different. And then just pretty much um, just through reading books and having different mentors, I kind of realized like um, that I went back to like square A when I really thought about like, hey, you know, like the reason why all this was able to to come true is because someone came back and saved the situation my parents were in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Someone saved that business from going bankrupt, that business from because you know it wasn't just houses that were crashing in 2005 it was again a lot of businesses right mm -hmm. so i was like so i just wanted to do something more meaningful and um and i just thought like hey you know like i just really want to educate people in the process of, of of um instead of just selling them right like a bank you go there and mm -hmm. you, they sell you a product a bank account a credit card or you know what I'm saying? And then after that, that, that's pretty much it. Like nobody really has that relationship with the banker where they're doing it for your best interest. Right. So I was like, mm -hmm. if I could just find a way to come back and help others in a significant way, like that's what I would want to do. And it, it would always be like, like you can't really own a bank, right? You mm -hmm. can't be like, well, I like to get a Wells Fargo franchise, but yeah. I did, um, was able to find out that you can actually get licensed and build the same plans and have access to the same uh, programs to help other people. And I always thought like, if, if I go forward, I'm going to do it in the LA area where there's a lot of awareness that needs to be, um, you know, brought up in this field. I feel yeah. like a lot of um, our community is just, we're trained to be that guy to run the warehouse, but not own the warehouse. We're trained to be the guy to cut hair, but not own the salon. You know what I'm saying? We're, you know, we're taught to be the guy to sell houses, but not the owner of the real estate company. So that's when I thought, you know what, like, 
I want to be, I want to work like um, on my business, not in my business. And that's kind of how I was like, like money is pretty much behind everything. So if I can get and shape in people's financial ability, they have more options. And that's kind of how I got started with this. Wow. That's, that's great. So then with that too, is um, where do you see the business going though for you, especially because I know you work a lot with financial. Are you, are you looking into like building out more stuff in West LA? Are you looking to employ more people in your field? So, yeah. So the vision is basically right now, um, I'm still working on a couple more licenses that I would need um, mm-hmm. to actually um, open a, a physical building. And, um, and the thing about it is, um, you know, right now I'm working in an office and I'm working with partners, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But by next year, uh, obviously with this whole COVID, it kind of put like a, you know, stop to a lot of like things. But, you know, you always want to come out stronger from, from the pandemic, right? You want to bring more mm-hmm. value. So I've been like taking the time to actually study to make sure I have those licenses by next year. Um, I do see myself opening an office in particularly in Boyle Heights, East LA area, where I feel that's where we need the most help because a lot of like the other cities, Pasadena, uh, you know, Long Beach, a lot of these cities, like they're, they have, they seem to have a little bit more uh, guidance, you know, just more, more mm-hmm. of everything. So, um, and, and with the office, uh, aside of us doing financial planning, um, we're going to, I'm going to incorporate, um, which is what I'm already doing is a, a basically, uh, like a one-on-one orientation class on the fundamentals of money of what you should know if you're ready to start a business if you're you know starting your first job how money works how your paycheck works because i feel like a lot of us just go into the world and then you Mm -hmm. kind of figure it out along the way so um yeah that's what i see myself doing opening up an office and then pretty much incorporating pretty much uh classes that are going to be available for free for the community to come and learn about business uh finance um building a business and even building people skills do you ever do you ever see yourself putting this somewhere else though too like maybe in like arizona or something like that because i know as much as like there's a lot of people here too in la that need it especially people all over the the country that need it too are you thinking about is that is that even more long term too is like because i know next next year your one year goal is the office but like say yeah. 10 years from now, is that like the long-term goal? Oh, definitely. So the beauty about the partners that I work with um, is, is that they're actually licensed in all of the 50 states, oh. including Puerto Rico, Alaska, Hawaii, and we're also in Canada. So all of our okay. stuff comes English, Spanish, and French. So mm-hmm. definitely um, the key to uh, actually being successful, yeah, I can see myself having an office, but, um, you know, once I'm able to train uh, a team, right, and then obviously my goal would definitely be uh, to expand because um, I'm actually able, thanks to Zoom, which is why this is why our, um, our business is doing really well. Thanks to Zoom, I'm actually able to train anyone in the 50 states. Mm-hmm. So I actually have people that are in my team that like live in New York. Right. And I help mm-hmm. them get licensed because I pretty much, like I said, um, all of our partners are here in all of the 50 states. And um, I have people that are working in New York. I have uh, uh, clients from literally Nevada, Arizona, um, just like, you know, and, and literally I could be on a, on a Zoom appointment with you right now here. Right. In California. Mm-hmm. And 20 minutes from now, I can be helping someone out in Vegas. 
without mm-hmm. having to drive, without having to waste gas. So um, the Zoom really was a big game changer for our business because it, it was pretty much, you know, they say time is money yeah. and traffic time. And imagine having to like have to like have a, a conference with the client. It's just not the same when I feel when you do like more of a physical meeting, mm-hmm. it brings more value to what you bring to the table. So mm-hmm. um, I, that that's that was uh, thanks to Zoom. That's definitely. Um, in the plans and there's people that's actually already doing that so i'm kind of happy that i'll be uh following people that i actually are already on that you know part of of building their business in other states mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll see there's a lot of people with the pandemic also in our business that are actually moved to a different state and they're mm-hmm. pretty much starting from scratch because now they know like with zoom you could be training an agent helping a client all within an hour yeah Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that um, too, with COVID because I know especially with the businesses that I'm in, they honestly were they were doing well. But I mean, with COVID, it kind of helped my business a lot more. It gave us essentially government funding to keep our businesses open. It kind of was like, hey, we want you guys to stay open, so here's money, and we're not gonna charge you to return it, like giving us government grants, like the PPP and stuff like that. And I was wondering, I was like, how is, has COVID affected your business? Because I know you were talking about it a little, little bit, like Zoom is definitely killing it with you. But were you like using anything else besides like that, like maybe social media? Because I know, especially with us, social media is really, really important. So for me, yes, definitely. Um, well, surprisingly, um, our, our business actually had the biggest uh, year of all time through COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's because... Um, I just don't do financial planning. I do so many other services that entail, um, you know, protect income protection, which is a big one, right? Which is basically life insurance, which is, I think, um, the GoFundMe of our community, right? So mm-hmm. I, I like to bring awareness and say, hey, you know, like we are the biggest consumers. Um, if, you know, instead of, uh, you know, maybe spending $40 on Starbucks every month, maybe you can put $30 away and just buy something small for you so that you know, you're protected and you, you, you know, you kind of have that taken co- cover, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. as adults, um, that's part of being responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see, um, we're, we are actually, um, we're considered middle market, but um, the middle mi- income market is actually the, the, they're the biggest consumers of everything. Like we may say, we may basically make it happen every day for Starbucks. We make it happen every day for Nike. We make it happen every single day, right? That there's a product coming out. We're the first in line to get it. We're the first in line to be like, hey, look at this phone. I just mm-hmm. got, you know, the 12 and you know what I'm saying? So, so I feel like um, w- with COVID and a lot of people passing away, I think uh, life insurance was something that brought a lot of awareness to our business. And, and um, you know, they've, our company's been doing that for a very long time. So um, it, 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 actually, it actually exploded our business, which was pretty crazy. Um, as far as like the, the PPP loans and stuff like that, I, I'm actually not too familiar actually mm-hmm. with the, a lot of the help that's out there. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I feel like that's something that, um, Actually, actually, in the last couple of days, I just started doing research because I've had people ask me about it and I'm not too informed about it. And I've mm-hmm. actually been seeing on social media, like a lot of celebrities basically give out information to their communities about these loans, um, which, like I said, like, honestly, like I'm not too, um, mm-hmm. 
I'm not too educated on the subject, but I know that the help's out there. And I know that it is helping mostly like a lot of like uh, people that um, are suffering like paying rent on physical buildings and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like the small mom and pop restaurant and like that, that art gallery, right? And just like all these businesses that were out there. But Mm -hmm. um, no, definitely like, um, you know, COVID actually brought more opportunity and more awareness to our business. Not that it was a a bad thing, a good thing that COVID happened, but yeah. Um, we were also able to be there for those families because I know personally, like in, in my office, uh, we've paid a couple of death claims, you know, multiple death claims since COVID. So yeah. also seeing the other side of the business of actually being there financially for a family that kind of made a big difference because right now with, with COVID going on and social distancing, it's kind of hard to have a car wash for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to have like a. Uh, a, like a taco nightstand to raise money and have like 60 people show up. Right. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, people are passing from COVID. So it's not like the smartest thing to say, Hey, let's have a rally. And uh, you know, it's so, so really these options were like, Hey, you know what? Like um, it's more affordable than you think. And if you just take 20 minutes of your time to learn about it, um, it's going to make a world of difference if something were to happen. If you could teach like some of these newer people, especially like people in our community, like Latin community, whether they're from here or anything, is there anything that you'd want to teach them starting early? Because I know, especially for entrepreneur minded people, a lot of them always say like, you know, if we, if I could teach my like younger self something, it would be this. Is there anything like, cause I know you'd love to give back. So I was wondering like, what's the one thing that you would want to teach them like the younger generation? And, and this is pretty much something I would teach and give back regardless of the business that you're that you're starting the biggest thing you can invest in is yourself what i mean by that is you need to literally find a mentor or a coach that has a track record right a track record meaning that you know what i'm saying like they 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 did it they're doing it you know, they're still being successful, whether they're retired or not, just because someone's retired doesn't mean that they're no longer successful, right? Just kind of like Michael Jordan's retired. That doesn't mean he's no longer successful because he doesn't play basketball, but it's the track record, right? That basically says, Hey, if if I wanted to learn from someone, um, you know, sometimes I feel like people make the mistake of confusing going to school uh, and getting a degree in business is going to teach me you know, what, what I need for business, yeah. which in reality, that's not the case. Finding the right mentor is actually what's going to bring you success, right? Um, you know, you're not going to go ask like, um, like uh, for example, you know, a, a, a friend or a, a family member that's been working at a job for 30 years, how to start a business, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, even though we love our family, right? You really have to go out there and make sure that you find the right mentorship because uh, getting the wrong advice when it comes to business can, can, you know, basically just blow someone out the water. Like, Hey man, this Mm -hmm. isn't for me. Right. But when you have that mentor that says, Hey, it's okay that you fell. It's okay that you failed. This is what I did. This is what I did. Right. And you have Mm -hmm. that. And and, you know, that's really what, like, you know, I would suggest people would, you know, read in, if you don't have like the ability to have like a mentor, off the bat there's so many books and if you don't like to read there's so many podcasts now and audios that talk Mm -hmm. about 
you know, how to be successful or, or they interview just people in business, right? Because if you look at all these celebrity nows or athletes, uh, when they come on podcasts, sometimes they don't even really talk about being an athlete. They talk about these businesses that they're investing on the side, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, mentorship, is, I think, is like the number one followed by self-development. And that's what I mean, investing yourself instead of buying, you know, the latest and greatest shoes. Like you mm -hmm. can literally buy a course that can teach you the fundamentals of business or the fundamentals of people skills, how to get somebody to like you in 90 seconds or less, right? Think and grow rich. There's so many books out there mm -hmm. that pretty much teach you how to be successful, right? So I think that's the number one thing. Because if you're going out there just like, and you're taking a leap of faith and you have like no direction and you're going to go get mentorship from your friend who works at like, you know, a job you don't even like. Right. Mm -hmm. The chances of uh, and then like the worst thing is like, you know, people don't jump because they're, they're afraid to fail. And yeah. if you're around the right people, they know that failure is is what brings you to success. Safety and comfort is what makes you complacent, what, what makes you stay at that job, what makes you mm -hmm. not want a job, what, what makes you say, oh, I'm good, right? So, yeah. so there's two different worlds that you're going to be looking at. And if you're trying to build a business and you're like the matrix, you have the red pill and the blue pill. If yeah. you, you know, if you're just trying to just jump in there and you're going to go ask, you know, the wrong person advice, like it, it, it might make you feel like, hey, you know what? I tried it. It's, it's not for me. Right. Yeah. So that's probably like the biggest thing when it comes to business, like investing yourself. Um, if you don't have access to a coach, there's podcasts, there's books, there's audios, there's literally um, mm -hmm. even now there's like live uh, coaching sessions. Right. Yeah. Where you can like, uh, you know, read magazines, Forbes magazine, Fortune 1000, like re read articles on successful people. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So just that's really the key. Study successful people because they have their answer to, to things that, you know, that are, you're really going to uh, yeah. encounter in the beginning of your business. Like with that is like, find out what you want to do, like what you enjoy doing too, because, because like, then it's not necessarily going to be a job, but it's definitely going to be more bearable. And, and like you, uh, like I always think about, especially with work, it's like, Hey, would you rather work at a job that you enjoy or would you rather work at a job that you hate? And most people are going to be like, well, I'd rather work at a job I enjoy. And then they go and then they work at like, what is it? Wall Street for like however long. And they don't, they don't like it at all. But they're like, but I'm going to, I'm going to take this. But then instead they'd rather, you know, open up a coffee shop somewhere. And like, there's nothing wrong with money or the way that we make money or stuff like that. But I always think about like how how much do you want to make? What do you want to make? And who do you want to make it with? I always think about those, those things for me personally, because you know, like you've been in it, like you've been in with the partners and stuff like that. Sometimes you don't like working with people. Have you ever had that? Like where you, you don't necessarily like working with someone that you're in there with inside your business. I, I've only experienced that when I had a job because I felt like, uh, at some point in your life, you're going to work with people. doesn't matter what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Unless obviously you were born blessed with millions of dollars and you can open up your companies and it doesn't matter. But if you're just the average Joe climbing up the ranks, um, I've only experienced that when I've had a job because um, I feel like um, when it comes to a job, 
you have to understand that people are only going to train you enough not to take their job, right? They're only going to mm-hmm. train you enough not to be uh, replaceable, you know, because that's normally yeah. what happens in corporate America. And um, I, I did work for a, a, a very prestigious company before I, you know, started my business uh, for seven years, big corporation, right? And um, climbed up the ranks really quick, right? Took me about mm-hmm. five years to actually establish like a, a really good position within that company. And then you started to realize that um, you, you're referring back to your analogy from uh, Wall Street. Like, um, you know, sometimes uh, I think time is a little bit more valuable than a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And then the time is also reflected upon the people that you spend the most time with. So your job kind of becomes like your second family, right? Mm-hmm. So like they can be paying me really, really good money, but I'm over here hanging around with this guy that, or this female, right? That, you know, in reality, like I know they don't want to see me succeed because I might be taking their job in the next two years, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or um, you know, people um, in corporate America also sometimes have, like a, a sense of entitlement, right? Like just because mm-hmm. they have seniority, just because they have, you know, they've been there for a while or they know the boss or they go bring that coffee every morning for the boss, right? And then mm-hmm. it's just like, if you don't want to play, you know, you don't want to play that game, then, then you know, there's, you know, there's certain, you know, things that just makes it unpleasant for you to start uh, going to work or, or spending time, you know, with people. So I, I think that's literally the reason why people, you know, take the risk of being self-employed and jumping into something they like to do, even if they make less money, but it's Mm -hmm. just more having ownership of your time and not having, you know, someone tell you what to do or who's, you know, if you can show up to your daughter's play or, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes people say, Hey, I'd rather just, uh, you know, you know, just wash cars for a living and, not have anybody, you know, tell me what to do. Right. So, and I think that's the, the, the reason why um, more people, especially here in, in the U S kind of just jump and say, Hey man, I want to start my business. I don't care if it's a coffee shop. I don't care if it's, you know, selling fruit or, you know, whatever it is, then having to be at that job where, you know, um, it's just constant pressure and, you know, like I always say, there's like, you know, there's seven days in a week. Why only live for two? right? It's ridiculous when you really exactly. think about it. Yeah. With COVID and all that going on, do you think we're ever going to have a sense of normalcy though? Because I know like, like a lot of people are saying like, oh yeah, this is when people, fake business owners are not, are going to be, are going to show up because they're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to go take a job instead of, you know, work on a passion. And I'm curious with it. And then within your field, because you have a lot of people that are more like, for sure right now with COVID, everybody's a little bit more concerned about like, where's my next paycheck coming from? Where's my next dollar coming from? Do you think that they're going to stop caring once this is over? Well, referring back to your normality question, yeah. I feel we're not going back to normal. You know, um, I really feel that, you know, in it, that, you know, our, our economy as a whole and as, as people, you know, we've, we've, de- we've definitely entered a different era. Right. So it's kind of like um, as much as we like horses, we're not going back to riding horses to work. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's certain things that happen that that make a permanent change. And I think that this is where we're going. And when it comes to business, um, 
it's it, it's crazy the way that works because when it comes to business, a lot of businesses, especially big corporations, they realize that they didn't need as much employees as they had, and that there's people that are waiting to willing to work double just to keep the job. Like, hey, now you're gonna work for two, uh, but you, but you need to pay those bills. So, do you want the job or do you not want the job? Right. So I feel like uh, there's a huge advantage when it comes to corporations, because um, even a lot of restaurants, you know, I, I have a friend that, um, you know, owns a restaurant and he says, you know what, like my, 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 uh, you know, my, my traffic is down by 20 percent. But because I laid off like over 60 percent of my employees, my overhead is is literally like way less. So they were like, I kind of like it like this. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. traffic is down by 20%, but my overhead just went down by 60%, right? Yeah. So now you have people that are willing to kind of like, you know, um, you know, you're hearing more like, uh, you know, you're, you're getting paid a little less or, or now you're kind of doing a two, a two man's job now, you know, like you're picking mm -hmm. up the phone and you're, you're like the server and you're like doing this. Right. So when it comes to business, I feel like, um, you know, somehow, you know, it benefits corporations. They always end up somehow like coming up on top. Right. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like small businesses, I feel like a lot of small businesses, you know, unfortunately, if they didn't have like, um, you know, enough money saved, unfortunately, you know, I I'm sure, um, I don't know, maybe I think you, 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 you would be a great asset if you can educate people on these loans that I think can, can help them out, right, through, yeah. through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as when it comes to our business, I've actually had a bigger uh, turnaround because there's people that are saying, hey, I looked at that description of the job. I'm not down 15 bucks an hour. I'm, I'm not down, right? So if you're offering mm -hmm. me an opportunity to get licensed and you're offering me a career versus a job, right, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, you know, it's 2020, everything already happened, you know, um, yeah. I'd rather just take that on myself and see if I can go pass a state board exam and actually get licensed and make, you know, decent money than to go work for Amazon or to go work for, you know, uh, Kohl's warehouse, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I think people at this point, like, I'm like, hey, man, have a little more faith in yourself. Uh, take the time to invest in yourself. If you just pass this small state board exam, you can literally make three or four times what you can make at a job, right? There's always the contractor and the labor, right? Mm -hmm. The guy that hires you to build the house and the men that are actually building the house, right? Yeah. So uh, in my business, it, it's like you always have like the, the brokers and the agents, right? The, the brokers mm -hmm. that have the license that make it happen and then the agents that are out there just... Uh, you know, uh, waiting the sign, come in here, you know, get, get, you know, answering phones or, you know, so what does like what, what my focus in my business is to develop brokers, not just an agent that doesn't have a license that's going to be picking up a phone. So yeah. I tell them, Hey, and uh, which is why I'm seeing way more growth in my business. Cause I'm like, dude, take a, take a chance on yourself. Like what's the worst thing that can happen? You don't pass the test. You go back to a job. It's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be there. I promise you it's going to be there. So just um, 
you know, have a little more faith in yourself. And, and that's really helped me grow my business because I feel like what people need right now is a sense of saying, Hey man, like 2020 happened. Um, you know, like let, let's believe in ourselves. Let's dream a little bit. Like, let's not mm -hmm. like just say, Hey man, the world's coming to an end. We lost everything. Like, you know, like you, you have to be able to be able to dream. And there's a lot of people that after they lost their job, they actually said, Hey, maybe I can actually do something that I like. My biggest mm -hmm. fear was losing my job and I lost it and I'm still here. So the worst yeah. is, is over with, right? Yeah, it so, already happened. It already happened. So out of this pandemic, I think people should take the time to come out of it because the year's not over. Mm -hmm. Add value to yourself. Yeah. You want someone to value you more? Add value to yourself. Invest in yourself so that you're able to bring to the table you know, actual value, not bring to the table, like a package from Amazon. Yeah. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, Most definitely. So I'm like, Hey man, like this is a time where you, you're, this is a reset. Like you're able to dream again. And maybe yeah. you're going to, you know, maybe you don't want to do financial services forever, but I know you don't want to be working for Walmart. Yeah. I'm like, so like at this point, uh, choices are limited. You have to go where the money's at. And, and um, if this is something that a license can allow you to make more money, spend more time with your family, and uh, you don't have to be the laborer. You can actually be a contractor, right? Yeah. And put and negotiations on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why not pick that over the job application? Yeah. So that that's really what I think. And I think, you know, 2020 is not over. People still have the time to say, hey, what, what what's a plan B that I can do? At the end of the day, plan A is a job. It's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get unemployment. You can get this. You can get all these resources. But um, what am I going to bring 2021 to the table? How am I going to yeah. come out of it? Uh, just being a better person, um, bringing more value to society, bringing more value to my family. Yeah, uh, I, that's um, that's so true for sure. Yeah, like with the job is like it happened. Like when you were so afraid of losing your job, side note, you lost your job. And now this is the time to do these things. And it's so great because – yeah, like when you're talking about Amazon, like, yeah, it's crazy, though, because Amazon is killing it. Yeah, like, they broke their first trillion. Yeah, like they, they're killing it. They, it was like so interesting when you said that. It was like, yeah, you can either pull up in the new car or you can pull up in the Amazon van to pick them up, to, to, um, to drop off the things. And it's funny, though, because, yeah, like especially in, in so many situations and we're supposed to be in a recession mind yeah. you that we're supposed to be in a recession but but amazon broke a trillion so the, yeah. see the thing is that the money's not gone the money's just not um money follows greatness right so yeah. if you chase the money dollar you're always going to be chasing it right mm -hmm. but but when you're in a position to bring value money chases you right yeah so if we're in a recession i don't understand how like uh, uh amazon broke a trillion right the money's mm -hmm. there. It's just going to someone else's pocket, right? So yeah. you just have to make sure that you're 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 on the right side of the of the story here. You know, yeah. right now that the economy is down, people that are investors look at all the properties that they were able to purchase at a very affordable price, yeah. right? And, mm -hmm. and 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 that's the reason why you're not supposed to be ready for a recession because there's an emergency. You're supposed to be ready for a recession because things go on sale. This yeah, exactly. This is the 
time for you to put more money in the stock market. And then they're like, people are like, oh my God, the stock market's crashing. Don't put your money in the stock market. What are you talking about? The stocks are low. They're on sale. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. Apple split, right? They went from having like a four, five, six hundred dollar, um, you know, stock to being $121, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, there's so many things that uh, for the right person, it's the right time, mm-hmm. right? For the person that didn't have a plan B, yeah like you know there's a saying that says what you do in the good times it's a reflection of what will happen to you in the bad times right so if you're in the good times you were out there working on yourself you were out there still killing yourself instead of you know consistently being like i'm going to the lake this weekend and i'm having a vegas uh Mm -hmm. you know uh getaway right that was the good times well what you were doing in the good times is going to be a reflection of what happens to you when you're in the bad times right yeah so I really feel like, um, and like I said, at, right now it's still not over. People mm-hmm. are in a great position to change their mind and go from job thinking to this is like this is my chance to to start a business. This is my chance mm-hmm. to to this and that. And the beauty about my business is that it doesn't have overhead. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. um, all you need is a phone or a computer or a laptop. Um, you have a license, you're able to help a client, you don't need to rent an office, you don't need to drive anywhere. And everyone knows that the first three years, what kills a business is not, is just having that crazy overhead, which is what in essentially knocked out all the businesses right now that were small businesses. It was mm-hmm. the overhead. I know with us, like sometimes growth, fast growth can be scary and it can be dangerous because if you spend if you get like, say, you know, you break 10 million or you break a million dollars because we're, we're hitting about six figures right now. I think we're about, we're getting close to that. And I was like, and, and my partner, he was in a situation where he was breaking, they were, they were, they were getting ready to break a million dollars in revenue a year, yearly. But the thing was, is that like with fast growth, sometimes if you don't have the right person in the situation, it messes up your business and it destroys your business because sometimes like, you know, like we're, especially in any kind of business and the people are the ones that matter the most. Like people are the the ones that are either going to help you grow or take you down, especially in those things. And I was wondering too, with that, is there anything that you miss now that like we're in this new, in this new time? Like, is there anything you missed about like, you know, being able to go grab coffee with your, with your clients? Is there anything like grabbing dinner with potential meetings or anything that oh, you're definitely, missing? Definitely. I think like the biggest thing that a lot of us missed, you know, we're humans and it's scientifically proven that the whole, uh, you know, the way we're built, there's like literally, uh, you know, you know, in our subconscious, there's like, you know, things that, that ultimately, uh, you know, everything is about connection, everything, right? So, you know, even, um, you know, we have the need to connect with other people, which is the reason why social media is so big, right? Because all you're doing is you're connecting with people, you're connecting with people, you're following people that relate to you, you're following people because, hey, I like that, that guy, he dresses, He's all, yeah, I like the way he dresses. I'm going to follow this guy, right? And that's how, you know, influencers were built, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about common ground, commonality. So I think like social media, I mean, sorry, COVID made kind of made us, um, you know, it was a reality check for a lot of people where we're like, hey, you know, like 
now I think coming from this, we're going to appreciate the little things, you know, like the little mm-hmm. things like being able to invite my client for a coffee or saying, Hey, you know, um, uh, let, let me get you, you know, dinner. Congratulations on, 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 on this milestone you achieved, you know, with XYZ situation. And um, I think that, um, yeah, definitely. I, I missed some um, being able to have that, that connection and, and there's still people out there that are, that are going through it, that are quarantined. I mean, I have family members myself that like are, are going through a quarantine right now. Um, you know, that, and, and it's, and I feel like, um, um, you know, the good thing about it is we, we got a lot of time to reflect on ourselves and what's really important. But I think that coming out of this, we're going to definitely be more appreciative of, of just being able to hang around with people, you know, just, um, and, and it's all about connections. And I think like um, that human connection is so essential which is why in my business, right, and, and, and your business as well, um, you know, when you really think about it, like, we, we're pretty much, our product is people. Mm-hmm. That, that's essentially, it doesn't matter what business you are. So that's why when people say, like, oh, I want to start a business for this, or I want to start a business for that, like, your product is people, no matter where you go. That's, mm-hmm. you know, your product is, is people. Like, if you have a podcast, your product is people. If you, you know, what I'm doing is 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 bettering someone's lifestyle right lifestyle equates to 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 people right so if mm-hmm. i can get you in a better situation if you're able to save more money maybe you're able to buy that car maybe you're able to you know send off your kid to college or or maybe now you have enough money to have four dinners a month with your family right instead mm-hmm. of being on that t- tight budget like bettering your lifestyle will allow you to have connection and spend more quality time with the people that you love and care about and when it comes to uh, this COVID that happened, I felt like um, people are going to appreciate relationships, right? Yeah, like like this, like, I feel like that's one of the biggest keys, especially not just in business, but in life is like that um, to always be aware of what you're doing for people, not as like a kind of con- social conscious way of like to say like, oh, we got to be very spiritually minded in some kind of way but always just thinking about how you're affecting someone in some way because i always say like i always think about how words affect people and like even as a kid um just being like oh i knew my words if you say something a certain way you're gonna hurt someone in a certain way and i think i always think about like that is one of the biggest keys in life is just understanding people i think that's like the biggest thing because that goes past business that goes past like just your job because then like you know teaches you how to interact with someone that you're interested in and things uh, interact with like you know the bill inspector teaches that interact with family with job with job members like even if you go you know to grab a cup of coffee at the place that like treat the barista right like i think that's such a thing is to be people-minded and just you know treat everybody such in such a nice way i always i always hated hearing about rich people treating this the, the help so terrible yeah i mean and 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 ultimately like i think one of the things that we have to realize it's like uh yeah obviously like uh money you know doesn't make people money just makes you more what you already are right regardless mm-hmm. of, of where you come from right regardless of of your race or gender, right? Money just makes you more of what you already are, 
right? So um, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, yeah, you're right, you know, and, and, and like, that's the reason, you know, honestly, why like Disneyland is so successful, right? Because Walt basically built a place where it says, hey, like, you, you enter these doors, I promise you, there's nothing but happiness and joy, and you're going to spend time with people you love, and we're going to, you know, put a smile on your face, and, but regardless, if you actually um, watch his actual documentary of the type of person he was, um, the reason why he had so many employees and people that were loyal to him is because um, some of his, you know, all of his staff was just basically like, he just had a way of making everybody feel special, making them Mm -hmm. feel like they were, you know, at the right place, that they made a, a good decision by embarking with him in this journey called Disneyland or Disney World, right? So mm-hmm. um, no matter what, he was always approachable. He was always friendly, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then he he was that person to the point where he created a park, right? Where mm-hmm. where everyone that comes in there is just, you know, you're, you know, you're like excited on the way. You're excited when you're going into those doors, right? Mm-hmm. And then just ultimately just pretty much your whole day, uh, you know, at the, um, there is just basically predicated upon you just being happy, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and um, building that connection. So I, I, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, you know, money just makes you more. And of course, there's going to be opposite stories on, you know, how people have used money just for, for other ways, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I like to think that, you know, we are, uh, you know, as millennials, like we have the ability to, to go out there now and really make a name for ourselves. I feel like, um, I feel like jobs are going to honestly be kind of like, like old school, like, you know, like they're, they're not going to be what they were. Like, we're not going to go back to like, um, you know, like now we have like manufacturers, like people don't go and they're not like physically like sewing or like, you know, just doing all these things that they like factory jobs that they would do i mean there still are but it's more industrialized right where you have like mm-hmm. so many machines and stuff like that yeah I feel like our, our era it, it, it's it's really more about just you know making a difference building with people finding connections but not doing it in a way where you're going to be in a cubicle because mm-hmm. that that that, that kind of just limits yourself um you know even when i was saying like uh, when i when i'm working with people and i'm training people I want to get to know what their talent is, you know, because mm-hmm. um, when you're at a cubicle, um, it's kind of hard for someone to get to know you. It's kind of hard for someone to know that, hey, man, you, you have amazing uh, drawing skills or, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're so great at math or, hey, I didn't know you, you play guitar. When you're stuck at a cubicle for eight hours and there's 300 other people in cubicles on a customer service building. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it leaves very little time for, for creativity. It leaves t- very little time for, for, you know, like, like you kind of mm-hmm. have to pick what you want to do on the weekend. Do you want to do a hobby or do you want to spend time with your family? Because sometimes your hobby may be running and your whole family is not going to want to go run with you on the weekend, you know? Yeah, it's a little like, difficult. No, we want to go here. We want to go there. So I feel like um, our generation really has the ability to really, uh, you know, take a step back find what your talent is and say, okay, this is the business that we're in. Let's see how, or, or what, this is what you can bring to the table so we can build 
you know, versus when you come to a job, they ask you like, oh, so what are your strengths? And then you're like mm-hmm. at a computer typing for eight hours. That's like, yeah. I didn't say that was my strength, but okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I feel um, our generation, we owe it to the future generation to get out of these, uh, I call them like prison jobs because they're just yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Like with that too, is there anything, because I know you obviously interview people and you have people that come work for you. Is there anything specific that you always ask them? Because I always ask that, like, that's my number one question I ask them is like, hey, what do you want to do? Like before I even like employ someone or like before we even look to employ someone is like, hey, what do you, what do you really want to mm-hmm. do? Because I always think people always, um, like when they go to a job, like they're just doing it because they want the money. And I always want to know, are you going to stay here and be happy at the job or not? So I was curious, like with you, because I know you vet them, there's like a whole process and, you know, sometimes there's outliers that fall in the crack, but is there anything that you ask people or like you looking people before going into like business with them or like helping them? Or is it just like, I'm just going to help them no matter what? No. Um, for me, the biggest thing when I interview someone, um, I always make it a goal, even if it's not like, cause you can never really know a person on the first interview, right? Mm-hmm. They're nervous. Yeah. They're probably going to tell you what you want to hear. So, um, my goal is always to build a relationship with them because my ultimate goal is to find out. And I ask in the first interview, if they're comfortably, like they're comfortable enough to disclose it, then oh, that's awesome. But if they're not, then it's, it's, you know, by all means, it's, it's cool too. But ultimately I want to know, like, um, what do you actually want to do? What's your passion? So if I have somebody that tells me, you know, I want to start a podcast, that's my passion. Awesome. Obviously you're not doing that right now because it's obviously not going to pay the bills, but at some point you want to be able to do that full time. Awesome. So obviously I tell them if there's a way that I can teach you how to make enough money where in the next three to five years, you would have a substantial amount of money where if you wanted to make a lateral business transition, Mm -hmm. right. And be able to fund your own podcast. Is that something that you would be willing to, 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 would you be interested? Because ultimately now they know, Hey man, I can make this much money, but now they're working towards a goal. They're not really working you know, towards the business. Now they're like, okay. So, because I'm like, you could be, at, you know, Amazon for five years and I can guarantee you the next five years after that, they're going to be the same. You're still going to be at Amazon. Maybe about a dollar raise, you know, here and there, maybe a little company party, but like, yeah. that's about it. Like you, you, they're not going to give you, you know, a, 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 a $20,000 raise, right? Yeah, they're not giving you stock options. They say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I, and I do hire people in the beginning part-time. So I say, hey, keep your job, you know, do just like any business. Uh, start this like a side hustle until you get mm-hmm. fully licensed. And, um, you know, most of the people that I work with, once you're actually in the business full-time, like the average uh, broker you know, uh, um, makes a little bit over 10,000 a month. Right. So if you can literally, uh, learn how to live on 5,000 and save 5,000, that that's great because yeah. then now you have an action plan. Now you're like, if I can save 5,000, if I make $10,000 a month, 
and I live below my means for the next three years and I save $5,000 a month, right? For the next three years and I actually invested where I'm going to get a good rate of return. I actually open up an investment account, not a CD at the bank. I'm talking about an actual investment, <clears throat> right? So, okay. So I will have, you know, uh, in this, you know, such and such years, I'm going to have available to me in five years, $200,000. Would that be enough to start your podcast? Yes. So now when they're working with me, they're working with me, but they're working with me to get to where they want to go. Because mm -hmm. unfortunately, a job, it's just not going to happen. You're going to yeah. be there for 40 years. And their promise for you is we'll take care of you when your back don't work no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I always think about. And then that's if they don't get rid of you before yeah, you exactly. ready to retire. Yeah, like that's where. That's what where sounds like, like a higher risk. Yeah, it's like the it's like the thing, you know? like the whole thing with like, especially with us being taught, you're not always taught to be the worker, never to be the employer. It's like yeah, like like you are at the mercy of this employer, forever. Like you've essentially signed yourself to be his employee and stuff like that. That's so great though because you're helping a lot of people. Exactly. So it's like way. my business is not just, uh, oh, I do financial services. Uh, you want to come and sell insurance or you want to come do a home loan? No, no, no. Let, like, let's mm -hmm. find out what, what do you want to do? I've had people that say, hey, I've always had a passion for cutting hair. I really just at some point want to open my own hair salon. How much money would you need? Oh, well, I think I'd need about $100,000. Okay. So let's let's take a look at your licenses. Let's let's take a look. The average broker in our company, and when I mean average, it means like, like the the barrel like meaning like mm -hmm. you know they're not really working it's already like their business kind of you know and it's up to you right how much money you want to make but like you know the average broker with us earns about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year which is like way more than a job anyways mm -hmm. right but if you can yeah. a job can if we can program our our, our minds that a job is going to pay us four thousand dollars bring home and we're like two thousand for the rent 2000 to live and 2000 for the bills and maybe a vacation. If you can program your mind that when you're making $160,000 a year, and if you could just program your mind, like, Hey, I'm going to live on 5,000, no matter how much I'm, how much I make. And I'm not going to spend it. I'm going to get advice from the right people. I'm going to open an investment. That's going to pay me a good rate of return. And in five years, I'm going to turn around and that account's going to have $300,000 or it's going to have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars at mm -hmm. that point. When, when now, when you say, I want to start a business, you have options, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. you have options. So a five-year run, I'm like, dude, you're young. How old are you going to be in five years? I exactly. guarantee you, if you don't have a plan, you're going to be right where you are in the next five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, that's why I say that I help myself by helping others because there's so mm -hmm. many people in my business that their ultimate goal is to do something else. Hey, mm -hmm. I like to do beats. I like music or uh, you know, I like cooking or I, I want to mm -hmm. open my hair salon or I want to have my own podcast. Right. And, and whatever yeah. the dream is, um, it's never impossible, but you know, unfortunately it's not free. Yeah. So, you know, and your job is, is, is it's not like you're going to go up to your boss and say, Hey, you know, so what about like a thousand dollar a month raise a month? Uh, Cause I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, start my own business. So if you can pay me an extra thousand dollars a month, I promise I'm not going to touch them because these are going, you know, into my, yeah. my business. Yeah. It's I'm getting ready to leave you. So pay me more money. I would appreciate yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. So it's, it's not going to happen. So yeah, you got to no. go out there and do it for yourself. You know, uh, that's why I say, um, 
you know, you really have to come in with an open mind because I, I meet people sometimes that tell me, hey, well, you know, this isn't for me. And I go, okay, well, if it's not for you, then you just have to find another vehicle. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to find another vehicle uh, and you're trying to go back to school, I guarantee you that, that that's not, that you know, that, that's not. Yeah, that's that, just costing you more money. Yeah, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna bring you security at the end of the day. Like you have people with degrees that are, that are working at, you know, a completely different job related to their degree. Yeah. And ultimately, like it's, it's just like I hear people all the time, and I go, no, like I hear people say, oh, I'm gonna go back to school, and I'm gonna get my master's. I'm like, dude, unless you're becoming a doctor mm -hmm. or a, a, a like lawyer, a I'm yeah. not rooting for you. Because yeah. if you're telling me you're going back to school, you know, to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to go, go get my degree, a bachelor's in business. I'm like, dude, you're literally going back to study theory. By the time you realize you can be yeah. old, you a lot of money and you're still not going to have a business. Yeah. Always. That doesn't mean like you graduate and you're like, oh, here's your business, you know, like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I always think about that with school. Like, I always think about the ones that are like, I'm going to take an art history degree. And, but they're like, but I don't like teaching. I was like, well, that's the only thing you can really use your art history degree for exactly. is like teaching or like if you become an appraiser, but then that like, there's so many things behind that. I always, I always, I like, I understand school is important. Like, trust me, I understand. I'm, I have education a little bit and like stuff and stuff, so-and-so. And I know like, you know, like self-knowledge and self-improvement that requires knowledge. And, but like, sometimes I, people forget that like we live in a time that like you can have everything like on your phone like your phone you can get you know like you can listen to a podcast by a billionaire or you can listen yeah, you can you definitely. can like you can find out hey what was his ideas for this like hey what was the stock options on this and like with that i was curious with investments you're like, talking about like, yeah. you were saying options. investments yeah like you are you like using, are you like, so then is that like, like day trading or stock trading when you talk about investments or is that like, no. you're just putting it into like a Roth IRA or like some kind of like just a fund? Yeah. So, uh, there's a, there's a, there's, I guess there's a misconception when it comes to, um, investments. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, when they hear the word investments or they hear like the market, they think stocks. Right. Mm -hmm. So there are professional uh, day traders, right? Yeah. That what they do is basically analyze stocks, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have mutual funds, which is different. And then you have CDs, which are different, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's just kind of like um, like people say, well, I put my money in the stock market because the stock market is doing bad. No, whatever stock you're looking at is doing bad. But the you know the, it's there's yeah. so many. Uh, companies right now that are making so much money like amazon stock is not doing bad uh, no. cbs not doing bad walmart is not doing bad costco is not doing bad there's like it, there, there's there's a balance within the market it balances itself out you know so um when i when i'm saying an investment i'm talking about an actual investment which is a mutual uh mutual fund account they're they're called portfolios and in mm -hmm. that mutual fund account there's um over 300 companies that mm -hmm. compose that portfolio. So yeah. for example, if you're going to give a hundred dollars, instead of giving a hundred dollars to Coca-Cola, mm -hmm. you're going to give a hundred dollars to these 300 companies. And then that hundred dollars is split like 50 cents. 
for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if so, if one of the companies does really bad, then you lose fifty cents. But then because there's another company that's doing remarkably well, it you just gain three dollars. So mm-hmm. a mutual fund is just basically um, a portfolio of companies that balance themselves out based on the economy so like if it's doing good or or bad right and people like i always hear people like oh i lost money i'm like well you're probably like on you know your wrong portfolio buying these things you're not buying mutual funds you're buying stocks like that's completely different right so i would never uh, and we don't put people's investments in stocks we put them into uh, mutual funds which are our monitor and ran by the uh, you know the uh, the the uh, Finra Department of, of Securities, right? This is the mm-hmm. the actual global economy of the United States. It's not like you're investing into a particular company. So um, historically, historically, um, you know the market, and it, when it comes to mutual funds, historically the market has always paid an average over a ten percent rate of return, which is crazy. A lot of people are like, and that's why when you go to the bank, they offer you like, oh, if you open a CD with $10,000, we'll give you a 3%. And that's mm-hmm. because they know that whatever mutual funds they're going to use to put that CD in, it's always going to outperform the 3%. It'll be like, uh, you know, uh, 10%. Last year, my, my, my mutual funds uh, paid me 18%. That's unheard of. But that's because... Yeah when you have the proper licensing and the proper advisors, instead of the bank keeping 18%, no, I'm keeping the 18%, right? And that's the biggest misconception when I hear people talk about like, oh, I have stocks or I'm like, no, you you have to have mutual funds. Like if you want to create wealth, you need to have mutual funds, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because our our economy's back is dependent on, on those mutual funds and those portfolios basically. So that's where you want your money to go. Yeah. Um, it to, you get to pick, but yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's the best way to, to create wealth. Um, uh, if you've never heard of the rule of 72, uh, I'll let you do a little research on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, um, you know, um, that's really the, the biggest, you don't even have to retire when you're 65. If you start investing into a mutual fund when you're 18, you can retire when you're 40. Right. So these are powerful concepts that I'm like, instead of getting that bottle service for $2,000, I'm like, let me show you how much money, because when we're young, we spend the most money, Mm -hmm. you know, like if if you just pay yourself, you know, uh, five to 10% of of what you make every month uh, on a 10 to 20 year, um, you know, investment, how much money you would have. And, And it just blows people away. And, and that's, that's how investors make money. that. That's when that's like the whole, that's like the true way to make money because that's when interest starts working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a certain amount of money invested. You don't even have to work. It's earning a crazy rate of return. And then it's just, and you're just, you, without even touching the principal, you're living off of the interest of your money. That is like literally what billionaires do. Their whole point of making money is not to make money to to go buy something they just want to reinvest it back into the mutual fund the stock market and all they want is to earn crazy rate of returns 18 20 whatever the market pays they're getting the full jits of it and Mm -hmm. um when you have a million dollars and you're getting a million dollars 
in an investment generates, if you have a million dollars and you invest it into an investment at a 10% rate of return, that million dollars without you having to touch the principal will generate a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. So you would never touch the million dollars and you would be literally getting a check every year for a hundred thousand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and exactly. That money is going to grow. Right. So that check goes from a hundred, 115,000, you know, as the market grows, now your million is, you know, getting close to 2 million. So that's $200,000 a year mm-hmm. in passive income that you're not doing, working zero to do anything. It's just because it's invested in the proper vehicle at a 10% mm-hmm. rate of return. It gives you uh, $200,000. Yeah. Crazy, huh? That's so interesting. You have 5 million, 5 million generates a $500,000 income a year without touching the principal. Mm-hmm. works for me yeah, so exactly. i'm like hey you know exactly. i'm like so that's kind of like like uh, ultimately the true businessman is an investor that's why warren buffett is the number one you know on top three wealthiest people on the planet because warren buffett doesn't own pizza hut he doesn't own amazon this guy puts all his money back into the market and lives off of the interest that it is accumulated and he is doing perfectly fine through every recession you could think of. He's really yeah. old, but he, no matter what, he's still making a lot of money, right? So ultimately, the market is the true businessman, like which is Warren Buffett. And I think, um, forget the name of uh, the other guy, but um, you know, Warren Buffett is, no, is pretty much known as like the king of investments. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, crazy privileges, right? So that's like really like really, what the, what does Warren Buffett do? Like, does he own stuff? No, he doesn't own stuff. He owns mutual funds. That's what he does, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't have like the like the you know how like a, oh the the Warren uh, Buffett uh, restaurant or like you know no 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 he he like literally mm-hmm. he's like I want all my money. Um, obviously he has properties. But yeah. out of prop, but out of that, like you don't hear like, oh, um, Warren Buffett open up, you know, a, a tire shop or or like a, a Costco or you know what I'm saying? Or he owns mm-hmm. five Costco's. Like, no, this guy's like, all my money back into the economy. I'm living out of the rate of return that it's it's doing, and that's what he does. Like once you get to that level, you're 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 done. I'm like yeah. the investor is crazy. People do it through properties, but investing in the market, like you have no overhead. Your money's just, you're just dumping in your money and getting that rate of return back. And that's what he does. But he's like a billionaire. Yeah. He's given like a lot of his money away too, because like, like it's crazy. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's on a whole nother level of like how he makes so much money. Think about what he actually does. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, what do you actually do? Like, when, when people think about Bill Gates, they think, like, Apple, right? Yeah, I think it's Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, Bill Gates. What's that? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Um, That's Jobs. Jobs is Apple. Yeah, right? And and then you're, like, thinking, like, uh, like hey, um, okay, like, you kind of find, like, the product that they're related to. But when you think Warren Buffett, you're like, what can I relate this guy to? Like, what does he actually own? Like, what does he actually do? Oh, he does investments. Ah, okay, got it, right? So he's, he, like, all his uh, financial wealth is coming from being inve- an investor in the global economy. Not, like, he's not known, like, oh, he has 30 houses or he has, like, this. Like, 
Like, you know, mm. like when it comes to his product, his business is investments. That's yeah. literally what it is. So I feel yeah. like, um, you know, once you start, I think like once you start making over 300,000, I think, you know, like people should, should, you know, be ready to move into the next chapter, which yeah. is just making your money work for you. Yeah. What do you think is the, the, the sweet spot though for like for money in your way, because you do a lot of financial advising. What do you think is a sweet spot for like, all right, I'm making this amount of money. Like I, I should be good at this part at like this amount of level, like this amount of money coming in every year. Like you're saying stability. I mean, yeah, like, honestly, like, I mean, honestly for me, I feel like, it's not about wealth. It's about how you manage your money, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, there's people that are not money motivated, meaning that, hey, man, they don't want to buy the, you know, McLaren. They don't want mm -hmm. to buy the Maserati. So, you know, for them, they can care less, you know, how much money they make. But I feel like, I, I feel that at least the standard for people to live a, 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 a decent life, I think people should not be making less than $10,000 a month. That should be like, like what, because honestly, like if you are making $50,000 a year after taxes, you're pretty much making $35,000 net. Yeah. And, 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 and unless you have a combined income, it's going to be very hard for you to, you know, buy the dream house or, you know, do the small things. I'd be able to pay off for, for your kid's college, you know, like, and, and the average job is 50,000, right. A year. Mm -hmm. So I think like if you make, you know, 10,000 a month, you have to at least be making over $120,000 a year to live comfortably and be able to have options on, on, you know, the schools that just simple life options, like, like where you want to send your kids to elementary school, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. have access to bigger, you know, better programs. But when you're like pretty much making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, it's a little bit difficult uh, to, to have those options. So I think 10,000 for me is, is the bare minimum that a person should make. Um, because that gives you the ability to, um, not be married to your job, not be married to your business, not be married to, um, you know, having to just, um, be, you know, settling. Like if you're making 10,000, you can afford a $4,000 mortgage, live in a great house and then keep your expenses below 2000. Yeah. Right. But when you make 5,000, do you think your mortgage is going to be $4,000? No. Like, you know, your family needs to eat. They eat every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's like, like 10,000 would be the, the minimum. And I think the, a, a job is definitely just not going to offer that. And if it does be ready to be married to the job, not to your family. So only a, a true entrepreneur can, can, can really make that happen. And it takes teamship, whether it's a partner, whether it's your spouse, maybe a best friend or, and then mm. eventually it's going to take a team, right? It's going to take a team. Like people yeah. actually said that himself. He was like, you know, a lot of people interview me and ask me about like, oh, like my career and, and how am I successful? And I'm just like a tone singer and now I'm doing this and that. And he goes, I'm kind of just the face 
of everything that happens behind the scene. He's like, I literally have a team of a hundred people. He's like a hundred people that if they were gone, like I would have no idea like how to do things myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, it comes to finding, you know, oh, what's your talent? Okay. You can bring this to the table. Okay. Oh, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're good at this. Okay. But they're all working towards a goal. Right. But, it, and, and he was just like saying like, um, a lot of people think like it's me, but honestly, like he goes, um, singing can only take you so far if you don't have the right team. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and if you want fast money, you're going to get it, but that's how fast is going to leave. Fast money leaves quick, hard work, earned money. You think about it. Mm -hmm. You're like, man, it costs me this much to make $10,000. Right. Um, am I really going to go blow it on, you know, a Vegas trip, you know? Um, so, and I feel like once you even start making your 10,000, your next goal should literally be like, I need to save liquid cash because once you have liquid cash, then credit is not an issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, like, you know, your goal should be to like, you know, you start at 10,000 and then once you start hitting 20,000 a month, then you have to go 50, 50, save mm -hmm. 10,000, live on 10,000. And if you can still like kind of have the mentality because just cause you're making 20,000 a month doesn't mean you're, you got it going on, you know, like yeah. you have to like got it going on would be like, okay. Th th what's impressive is this. A guy makes $10,000 or $20,000 a month. That's impressive. But what's more impressive is if in the next three to five years, this guy shows you his savings account, not savings, but his investments, because nobody puts money in savings, right? Yeah, it's very um, rare. And says, um, look at my account. I got a quarter of a million dollars saved. That's impressive. That's impressive. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because people can get so carried away with what's showing you with what they drive or, or what they or, 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 you know, the house or, or, or whatnot, but they, they forget that the ultimate goal is financial independence, not chasing the mighty dollar. So until you mm -hmm. have enough liquid cash to where you don't have to worry about what's going to happen in 2021, um, you don't have to be a millionaire, but at least like if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars saving in your bank account, um, yeah. I think you're good, you know? Um, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, your, your goal after that, once you start making more money, all I could say is you could be making $50,000 a month. And, you know, my, my coach that personally mentors me, he makes about fifty to $60,000 a month. And this guy lives literally like he saves, like he literally will invest like out of the 50,000, he will invest $40,000 a month and live on 10,000. And if you saw this guy walking in the street, he, and you would see his bank account, you'd be like, Oh, this guy's broke. He has only $10,000 in his checking. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I only keep $10,000 in my checking because you need obviously have money in your bank account. Yeah. Uh, but like if he makes, you know, every single month and this is passive income. And that's what I'm saying. Like once you build a big business, he doesn't care what happens tomorrow. He's getting paid, you know, 50 to $60,000 a month. And mm -hmm. from there, he's getting the whole 40 or 50,000, putting it into an investment, which are like the mutual funds. And he lives off 10,000. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing this for like, like for 20 years. It's crazy. Like you would, you wouldn't think, right. You would mm -hmm. think like, oh yeah, you know, like, and, and obviously I'm not going to say you're, you're going to live broke, but if you have 10,000 coming in every month passive, like in his head, he's like, 
I only have $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, like, that's when you start picking like mentors brain. Like, what's your goal? He's like, I want to have 10 million saved cash. I'm like, okay. He's like, once I do that, he's like, I never have to worry about money because then I can live off of the interest of my money. And it's going to take time. It's probably going to take me 20 to 30 years. He's like, but ultimately I'm changing my family tree. Like they're never going to have to, you know, you know, do this, do that. So yeah. um, I think overall discipline is key to, to everything that you're going to do when it comes to money. Cause mm-hmm. knowing us, like our generation, the Raza, you mm-hmm. make 10,000, you'll be like, dude, it's time to ball out. Like you got it's time to ball out. Let's go to big bear. Let's, you know, rent that yeah. $5,000 uh, for a three weekend, you know, uh, cabin. So discipline, I think is so hard in the beginning because when you're not used to having things like that, you mm-hmm. just feel like, you know, you're all over the place. You want to take it all. But, but you know, like my coach says, like, dude, if you don't have the discipline to save, that's why celebrities and millionaires go broke. Mm-hmm. Cause literally, it, you know, if you don't have the discipline, you could literally lose your money overnight on, 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 on things. And, and, when it's hard, but he's like, but when it's hard earn money, he goes, you think about it. You're like, mm. cause like my coach tells me like, you know, like, uh, people always ask him like, Oh, well, you know, well, what's your next car? Cause he's, he likes cars, but yeah. you know, like for his income, he, he you're not going to go to his house and find like five cars. Like he has one car and yeah, he has a couple cars, but He's like, you know, I can literally go out and, and buy five cars cash, whichever car. Yeah. But he's like, I didn't do it for the cars. He's like, mm-hmm. I want to be wealthy because I, I want to have like permanent financial security, not temporary. Yeah. You know, that's why you'll find, oh, that the celebrity found himself selling his phantom or selling this or selling that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, um, and that's when, you know, if people are money motivated or, or driven by materialistic, you know, you're just trying to buy something to impress something. He's like, I'm trying to impress myself. He goes, I want to not have to worry about money. He's like, yeah, I can go out right now and, and, you know, go buy me a Ferrari and go buy this and buy that. He goes, but, but he goes, that's not going to like give me financial security for my family. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're starting from the bottom. Like if you were like born rich and your family has like millions of dollars. Yeah, that's a different story. On my way to freaking kindergarten, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But but if you're starting from scratch and you want this, you want to really change your tree and you want it to be a permanent success, you're gonna have to be disciplined for at least 20 years. Mm-hmm. You're gonna yeah. have to be like, nope, like, like, nope, nope, like it, it's it sounds. I mean, I'm not saying you're not gonna like splurge yourself, yeah. but if you're not disciplined, you're gonna run out of money. Yeah, quick. Yeah, I think some people are afraid of that too. Is like discipline and be like, and that like that that thought of like, oh, you mean I have to wait a while before I can get something? Like, I think some people are are so yeah. People are like, people want that. It's so great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I really, I yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and if they're looking for someone to watch on a podcast. This is definitely one of them, considering you just gave so much knowledge on everything going down there. Is there any way that they can reach you? They're saying, hey, I want to I invest a mutual fund with you. Is there any, any way that you want to plug anything, anything you want to say to anybody? Well, you know, um, you know, we're definitely looking for people 
that I, you know, like I said, that are willing to take a shot on themselves, uh, willing to just kind of have that little inspiration to kind of dream again. Right. And I'm pretty much talking to the guy out of college thinking like, Hey man, should I go get that Amazon job to get me through? I'm talking to the single mom that's thinking like, is it too late for me to start a business? You know, whatever it is that you, you want at the end of the day. Right. I, I, you know, we can help you get there with a little discipline, you know, at least, uh, you know, working with me, you're going to be working with me, but also working for yourself and, and knowing that in the back of that, in, in the back of your mind, you're like, I know that three years from now, I'm going to be able to branch off and do what I want to do. Right. Cause the job's not going to really ever give you that, but yeah, you know, um, I can definitely, you know, give you my information and, um, you know, just uh, if they have any questions and, you know, we're fully licensed, appointed, you know, in the state of California, fully licensed, not, not like a new startup company. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and like I said, I, I love working with uh, middle income average people. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly like, um, you know, you know, the Hispanic community, the Brown community, like wh- mm-hmm. whatever, you know, the people that need the more awareness. Right. Yeah, that's uh, what this that's is really about. What we're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Um, and then, um, you know, we, we welcome out like even, uh, you know, DACA, a lot of, I know a lot of people out there, right. That have like, uh, the DACA program, um, you know, um, we are able to license them as well, you know, cause we are a legitimate company. So, uh, ultimately, um, we, we bring opportunity to those who are, are really just looking, you know, if you're looking and that's you and you're thinking, Hey, um, maybe I can make some extra money on the side or or, you know, maybe a whole career change. Like, that's what I'm here for. Gotcha. Well, awesome. Yeah, like, that's what this whole podcast is about, too, is just definitely showing the minority that you can be a majority business owner. You don't have to be, like, the worker. You can be the employer. You can't own the company. Yeah, and I mean, and the reason why I actually mentioned DACA is because I'm actually a DACA recipient myself. So, you know, I actually had to work my way up through school to be like, hey, um, let me bring value to this country, right? So I could, you know, I, you know, um, you know, get me that work permit. And then like, I slowly turned that work permit into a, a business opportunity. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm glad that I got this work permit, but I, I don't want it to, you know, work for, for this country for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're that guy, definitely, if you ever thought about starting a business, like, you know, um, you do have the ability to get state license. It doesn't put any restrictions on your license. And, um, you know, that's obviously geared to, um, like the immigrant community, right? Like myself coming from parents that, you know, migrated to this country. Um, and that's really what I love about my business. There's really no exclusions. The only person that would be stopping you from believing in yourself is you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but rather than that, pretty much any, anyone welcome. Awesome, awesome. You, you, so you don't have any socials? You don't want to plug anything? You're like, uh, what? Social, like a social media? You're saying, or mm-hmm. yeah, and like you don't, yeah. Like if I have a Instagram. Well, yeah. Well, for them to reach out to you, I know we'll we'll link all that stuff for sure when you give us the information. Oh, okay. We'll link yeah, all that no, stuff so definitely, too. Definitely. Um, my my uh, my social media. Um, I have a um, an Instagram and a Facebook, but um, my uh, Instagram name is uh, it's Edna, which is E D N A underscore, and then B N A, which is B I A N E Y. If you can help me, obviously link that. Um, on the bottom description, I do answer uh, messages on Messenger or Facebook um, all the time. 
Um, it's actually my biggest way of communicating with friends, clients, um, everything. Um, so I have a pretty, pretty decent uh, platform when it comes to that. Uh, definitely, um, you know, and I, and I obviously have my email, but if you just reach me through social media, I think it's probably like mm -hmm. the easiest way. Cause uh, once there, I can like shoot you like a phone number or an address. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but definitely, um, if you can link obviously that below, that probably would yeah, help. And I do have a public Instagram, so you don't have to request me, right? You don't mm -hmm. have to friend me. You can just message yeah. me yeah. and um, I, I will definitely get back to you. Um, you know, I, I, I'll get back to you literally within a business day at, at, at max. Cause I'm, I'm constantly checking uh, my messages and, and um, my, my platform is basically shows a little bit about what I do, who I am, you know, my business and partners. And also um, you'll get to meet some of the people that I work with um, mm -hmm. in, in, in my business. I showcase them all the time, right. Um, mm -hmm. On my platform, but that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Facebook or Instagram. That right, sounds good. Well, thank you so much and hope you have a good rest of your day and, and, and you know, yeah, definitely. thank you. I really appreciate your time.